0: This episode is rated E for EMMIs, an impossible obstacle that stands between you and having fun.
1: Good evening, and uh, thank you for tuning in to the Ethereum Gaming Podcast, where we talk about the past, present, and future of video games. We are on episode 39. And we are going to continue our fall, um, uh, season of talking about all the new games that are coming out and doing game reviews. Uh, if you remember the last two episodes we've done have been, uh, full game reviews and we are going to continue that trend tonight and talk about two, uh, new games that just came out this week that we have gotten to dive into and play. And we are super excited to talk to you guys about these games. Um, hopefully you guys listening have gotten to play some of them or are planning on picking them up. Um, but, you know, if you like what we say and you do pick the games up, uh, we're hopefully doing our job and giving you guys a good reason to pick these games up. Or if they're bad, don't get them. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about a couple of new games tonight. I'm excited to. And uh, I'm, of course, joined by my wonderful fellow gamers, Seth and Aaron. Uh, Seth, how you how you doing? How are you feeling a lot better um, from being ill? And uh, have you gotten to get any gaming done? How, how's your week been? Yeah man, I'm feeling a whole lot better.
0: Hopefully I sound better. I know uh, last week I was pretty raspy. But uh yeah, I've I've gotten some gaming done, but uh just after being sick and such it's just been a mad drive with uh catching up on work and catch up on some side stuff, but uh yeah, I've gotten a little bit of gaming in, played a little bit of Metroid Dread, uh played a little bit of Season
1: 6 of Call of Duty. Uh but uh yeah, that's been nice. that's been it. Nice. Yeah, I I I dove into uh Season six of Call of Duty a couple nights ago, uh, I've enjoyed it. It's it, it it's uh it's pretty good, right? We uh, uh we jumped
0: into a little bit of the new zombies mode. I uh, really enjoyed it, and then I uh, did check out downtown. But uh, it's crazy how many cheaters are in Warzone right now, I, and I hope whatever they're doing right now for the anti-cheat is is gonna fix it because it just absolutely ruins yeah. the
1: game. Yeah, and that's why I haven't been playing Warzone that much lately at all, just because of that factor. And, you know, when you're when you have a good game and then your next three or four games are ruined by cheaters, it just it just takes the fun out of playing it. But, yeah, hopefully uh, they told us that we'd be hearing something big about the anti-cheat system or whatever their plan is for handling these cheaters. uh, We'll be hearing something this week. So we might be able to talk about a little bit of that next week when we record. Um, Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, Aaron, how's your week been? Uh, What have you been playing? I
2: feel like their plan's going to be coming out with a new game. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it. (laughs) Anyways, uh, my week's been pretty good. Extremely busy with work, but I have managed to get some gaming in as well. Um, I had started off playing Spider-Man, the remastered, or not remastered, but the 2018 version um, that was edited for the PS5. I hadn't played that version of it yet, so I started playing through it um, right up until Far Cry 6 came out, followed by the very next day, Metroid Dread coming out. So, I'm trying to play both of them at the same time and it's not easy, (laughs) but yeah,
1: I guess switching between the PlayStation and the the switch is difficult. Oh yeah. Two,
2: two completely (laughs) like different gaming experiences too, which is, which is funny. But, um, I know that I'm the only one at this point that has had the opportunity to play far cry six yet. So that's not the game that we're going to be talking about this week, but I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah. I, I've heard great things about it. I'm, uh, I'm hoping to pick it up by this weekend and, uh, get some, uh, get some hours into it so we can talk about it soon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I've been, I've been, uh, having a good week. It sounds same as you've been busy with work. This is my, my wife's food blog. This is the busy time of year because we have fall and Christmas and Halloween, you know, treats and food items and side dishes and all that kind of stuff. So we've done, been doing a lot of cooking, a lot of picture taking videos, the whole deal to update our fall and winter recipes for the holiday season. So we've uh, we've been eating well and uh, doing a lot of that, but I have gotten a good amount of gaming in. Um, I have played a ton of New World, um, which is actually one of the games we'll be talking about tonight. So I'm not going to share anything about it right now. We'll we'll talk about it in a little bit, but New World is has been literally probably the only game. I played Call of Duty once and I played one night and I played Fortnite one night. Other than that, I've been fully engrossed in New World. But uh, before we get into talking about uh, the two two games this evening, uh, share a little bit of news as we always do. First piece of news that I, w- I will share is um, a good game that I've been looking forward to, at least on this podcast, Back for Blood um, is available. It came out uh, yesterday or sorry, today, actually, um, as of the date of this recording, October 12th. It is available for purchase on um, all systems, but it's also available on Xbox Game Pass. Um, PC and Xbox has it on there. Um, as a release game So you can If you have Game Pass You can download that And start playing that right away um, It's also on Steam and PlayStation But it is the Unofficial third sequel Or trilogy um, piece To the Left 4 Dead series um, It's not made by the same people That made Left 4 Dead um, As in company But it's made by the same people That made Left 4 Dead Because they Left the original company there with Made a new company And they've made this game So uh, It looked I played the beta It was a lot of fun um the game is downloaded and i hope to get into some of that maybe tonight and um try that out so i'm excited for that i know uh seth you're downloading it as well aaron are is this a game that you're gonna yeah. be looking at getting
2: i am like sitting on the fence about it it's something that i wanted but i'm not a hundred percent set yet so maybe this is gonna be one of the ones that i wait to see what you
1: guys say before i
2: jump into it
1: yeah i know um in the past podcast i said that It was going to be a game that I would eventually get. I didn't think I'd get it at release because I didn't realize it was coming to Xbox Game Pass um, the day it launched. So I was uh, hesitant to buy it after playing the beta. But since I can get it for, you know, essentially free because I have the Xbox Game Pass membership. Yeah, it's downloaded and I'm excited to play it. Seth, your uh, initial thoughts and are you excited to play it? The absolute best part about Back for Blood on Game Pass is it's only 28
0: gigs. After <laughs> yeah, 48 gig Warzone update last week and the 80 gig Cold War update that we got last week, <clears throat> 28 gigs looks like a <laughs> sigh of relief. But yeah, I'm super excited about it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of like Aaron. Uh, I was kind of on the fence about it. Couldn't really decide. I was going to wait for the reviews. But, you know, whenever they announced that it, it was going to be on Game Pass uh, back at the uh, Xbox presser, you know, I was absolutely excited to be able to have this opportunity to play. I mean, <clears throat> that's the best thing about this fall lineup is we're getting Back for Blood. We're getting Destiny. We're getting Forza Horizon 5. We're getting Halo Infinite free day one game pass. And I mean, coming to PC, and that's yeah. it's absolutely a great lineup for this fall that is included. It is included with our Xbox Live, mm-hmm.
1: essentially. Mm-hmm. And that good thing you mentioned Destiny, as I, I love that game. I've talked about <clears throat> it often. But uh, it's now finally available on Game Pass as of today as well. And you can get the full game, the new light, which is what is the season or the, the game version that's out now. Um, and all past DLCs are available. Obviously, the new stuff that's out now, you'd have to buy the season pass for or the or the, um, the annual pass that they have um, if you want to get that full content. But all of the Destiny 2 content is available on Game Pass, and there's only a few things that you'd have to purchase if you wanted to upgrade to have the current season available to you. But it's there. <clears throat> if you have Game Pass on <coughs> PC, I highly recommend you play it and download it. Even give it, you know, give it give it a couple days, few uh you know, 10-20 hours to see if you like it. I think you guys really would. Sorry, PlayStation, it's not available for you for free. But and it's also not cross cross-platform for PlayStation as it is for Xbox and uh, pc really so there's that that small, wait so i guess so if i
2: if i download it, i can't even play with you
1: guys i don't think oh, so you can pretty much count me out then <laughs> yeah, That's a shame. <laughs> i'm pretty i so <clears throat> i i'm pretty sure it's gonna come i know they talked about it but i know the pc and xbox can do it together i'm i'm not i might be wrong and i can follow up on this and post in our group later if someone asks um but i don't think playstation can play with us right now
2: I mean, as much so, as I third. like the Left 4 Dead games, this just looks like something that you want to play with another person. No, not
1: not not Back for Blood Destiny. Oh, sorry. I don't. I don't know if Back for Blood is cross-platform or not. I have no idea. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah. So moving on away from Xbox, uh, Nintendo Switch um, OLED had an announcement. Um, Aaron, do you want to take over that one?
2: My first question is: Seth, do you pronounce it OLED or OLED? Which way do you? Well, uh, it, o- oh, nice. no, every I I've heard people pronounce it two different ways. That's why I'm gonna disrupt. you I before wasn't, You get into that because <laughs> just just to be clear, I wasn't trying to correct him. Okay, okay back so. for blood. I am gonna
0: correct this because back for blood is full crossplay support. Okay, so. good. Oh, nice. Awesome. We're good. We're good. We're good. And We're cool, good. cool, cool. Back Thank to you for looking that out. up. It's like GIF versus JIF. It's correctly GIF and it's correctly OLED. So. so you know i'm i'll be honest back when they announced the nintendo switch oled i was very disappointed i was looking forward to the nintendo switch pro i was looking forward to 4k support uh and honestly i'm not all that impressed with the dock improvements other than the fact that it now has uh, a lan port uh but after watching a review the other day of the oled oh man i want one especially having just played metroid dread i actually do yeah it looks awesome um you know, But there is a quick PSA that we're going to throw out there. Public service announcement for you guys. If you buy a Nintendo Switch OLED, do not remove the plastic screen cover that comes on the Nintendo Switch OLED. The OLED has a glass screen that is not shatterproof. So if you take off that screen protector and you break your screen, glass is going to go everywhere. So please leave oh, wow. that screen
1: protector on the OLED Nintendo Switch. So I feel like... Nintendo, most of their games are made for children. They are a younger console and system. Why would they do that? I feel like that is a very bad move.
0: Because this isn't for the young kids. The Nintendo Switch Lite is for young kids. This is for the gamers like us that are still wanting to play Nintendo games and that are wanting to play Doom on the Nintendo Switch but are tired of the little screen that's causing our eyes to go blind.
1: (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. So is the screen protector thing that's on, on there made to stay on there? Or do, are they going to put out a screen protector that you can no, it's, additionally purchase on the side? It's
0: designed to stay on there. And the review I saw said that you almost don't even notice the screen protector on there. I mean, you can slightly feel it, but they said that it's incredibly smooth.
1: Nice. Cool.
2: But I'm on the same page as Seth on this. I had no desire. I did not care about this thing when they first announced it. But now that I'm seeing all these reviews coming out, what everyone's saying about it, I kind of want one. You know, honestly, I went into GameStop the other day and they didn't have it and I was disappointed. I was (laughs) hoping it would be a little thicker than the original Switch, but it's actually the same thickness.
0: Uh, One nice improvement that they do have, though, is that the entire back has the kick plate instead of just that little three-quarter inch kick plate that we have on the current one. So that's a little bit nicer. But uh, I was kind of hoping that would be a little bit bigger. But, I mean, I guess just to keep the Joy-Cons the same, they had to do it that way, but...
2: (laughs) Yeah, but it is sturdier. Like the, the way the Joy-Cons fit into it and everything, like it's it's more of a solid piece whereas yeah. before you could kind of feel the Joy-Cons jiggling around inside of it. Um yeah. the, the that, problem is my blue collar hands. My blue OLED color OLED
0: hands, screen, my blue color hands don't like font. gripping th-
2: those little Joy-Cons.
0: <laughs> so I have a little controller <laughs> grip I throw on the back, but even that still makes it a little bit hard.
1: I, I don't like using the Joy-Cons at all. I plug up a controller whatever I play. i can use that. But uh, yeah, so Nintendo Switch, Xbox, and our last, one of our favorite topics that we talk about so often is the Grand Theft Auto trilogy or the Grand Theft Auto uh, um, library of games. They have just announced that we will be getting the Grand Theft Auto trilogy coming out for $70 and it will give you Grand Theft Auto 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. So basically the the start of their um, 3D model of Grand Theft Auto games. And honestly, some of the best ones in the franchise. I know GTA 5 is, is what it is, but Vice City and San Andreas were awesome games. I love those games. GTA 3 is what opened the, the world to GTA in in the uh, 3D realm, in the open world environments. And you can get those three games that have been out for now, what, Close to twenty years, Never. probably. If you think, I don't know when GTA Vice Three, Vice City was and San Andreas have been out longer than that. Yeah, I don't know when GTA Three was was dropped. Isn't GTA Three the first one of the, in that list, or was Vice City and San Andreas before them? Let's find out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the history and the order, but yeah, three games for seventy dollars. Um, is that a deal that you guys would be purchasing? Absolutely I feel like not. Like those games, if you bought, I feel like you can buy them each individually for probably twenty dollars a piece and get them for 60 instead of uh, 70 for all three of them on one disc or download. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, I own
0: all these games and still haven't really played any of them because Steam sales. But, uh, you know, unless they just do some massive remastering of these games and I'm biting my words in a few months like I have with the Nintendo Switch OLED, uh, there's no way I'm paying $70 for these games. Now, the $70 that we... Uh, are getting rumored that the cost is going to be, is based off the Xbox Series X and the PS5 version. So we're not really for sure on that price mark just yet. You know, but what scares me about these remasters is the fact these are coming to mobile next year. So you can't tell me they remastered them to where they're actually taking full advantage of the PS5 or the Xbox Series X. So I'm, I am True. cautiously waiting to see actual gameplay from these games.
1: I, I don't even know if I care to see gameplay. I mean, I, I have all three of the discs in the room behind me. I can go play them right now if I wanted to on my Xbox. <laughs> right. So, so, and also, yeah, just, to, uh,
2: just to correct myself on that, uh, GTA 3 is the oldest one out of all of them, and it turns 20 on the 22nd of this month. Okay. So, it came out October 22nd of 2001. Uh, San Andreas came out in 2004, and Vice City came out in 2006.
1: Oh, well, at least they were able to get games out faster back then than they are now, <laughs> right?
2: Sanage or uh Vice City was my introduction into um into
1: GTA. I liked Vice City. Vice City was a, was a good game. The very first one I played. I enjoyed it. The Tony Montana, um Scarface uh, uh uh episode or or missions were pretty cool. I liked it. Um but yeah, so we have that coming out. Um we've, you know, we've joked around and talked about GTA five many times in this podcast. And now we have an additional, uh, factor in our joke that you can now play these three games again. So rocks, rock stars is amazing at giving uh, us the same thing over. <laughs> yep. Peeling back a bandaid, putting it back on over and over and over again. So that is available to you guys. If you're interested in that and you know, if that's your type of cup of tea, go ahead and get it. Let us know how it is. Um, but I do not think I will be getting that. And as I said, I already own all three of them. And they're in the room behind me in my video game box. And yeah, I don't need to buy it again. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, but yeah, so that concludes the news for the evening. Um, and we'll go into our topic. So tonight we are going to review two, two new games that have come out in the last uh, week or two. And uh, give you our thoughts and uh, review on, on these games currently as far as we've played in, on them. Uh, we will be talking about New World and Metroid Dread. Uh, New World is a game that I've dove in uh, pretty heavily in the last two weeks, and uh, Aaron and Seth have dove into Metroid Dread um, uh, since it came out on Friday. So, Metroid Dread's been out for five days, as of the date of this recording, and New World's about two weeks in. So, um, they are still relatively new, and you know there's a bunch of other new games that have come out as well. Um, You've got... Uh, Far Cry 6, Back for Blood that came out today, Um, Super Monkey Ball, if you're interested in that, which I did pick up, guys, um, I am going to be playing through that for my my other channel that I told you guys about last time we recorded. Can't
2: wait to hear about it. But yeah,
1: so, I mean, yeah, uh, it it should be fun. I got it on my Xbox, so my kids could play it once I was done with it. But yeah, so we're going to start talking about New World. Um, I know uh, Seth and Aaron haven't got to play it. They've seen some stuff on it. They've heard me talk about it a lot, but... Um, I'm going to dive into this a little bit, Um, and uh, yeah, you guys have thoughts, questions, or anything like that, feel free to interject. I don't want to long win the whole thing, but uh, so everyone everyone can know, New World is Amazon's um, newest release. We know, and we've talked about in the past, that Amazon has struggled in making video games. If you remember uh, Crucible, that came out a few years ago, um, was a big flop, and uh, they took their time and decided to come out with New World. It is an uh, MMORPG. So a lot of people have deemed this the World of Warcraft killer. Um, they think that this game is going to be the game that gets the millions of people that are on uh, World of Warcraft to switch over to this to this new game. Uh, the reasons for that, if you guys have not looked this up yet or um, uh, read about it or anything, World of Warcraft has a monthly subscription to be on a server. You have to pay... I don't know what it is. I think it's $15 a month to be able to play World of Warcraft and on top of buying new DLCs whenever they come out and they do put out a lot of DLC. Um, Amazon is fighting that, that MMORPG aspect um, by offering this game for $49.99 and that is it. You have your full access to the game, no monthly subscription fees or anything like that. So that is the first way that they're trying to attack this MMO, MMORPG genre. Um, through you guys not having to pay monthly fees. Um, if you remember Star Wars um, Old Republic that was an MMORPG that a lot of people played that also had a monthly subscription and um, the Final Fantasy one that is out. I forget the number. It's Final Fantasy something. It's an MMORPG that... 14? Um, 14, yeah. I, think so. I, I was thinking 14. Um, That is an MMORPG that um, I'm not sure if they have a monthly subscription fee but I do know that there is a lot of in-game spending that you can that you can add to the game for your, you know, customization and skills or your attributes and care not attributes but your uh, character building and skins and things like that. I don't know about a monthly service fee for that. Um, I can't remember. Um, but <clears throat> so this is Amazon's attempt to take on the millions and billions of dollars that um, World War of Warcraft has made over the years and try to get some of that over to them. Uh, there is in-game currency that you can purchase uh, skin and costume upgrades. There are no purchasable items that will make you better in the game, which is nice. So you cannot spend money and um, become an all-powerful god. You can't buy um, like a legendary legend- sword? Correct, you cannot. Not right now. I don't know if that's an op- something they're going to think about doing. I don't think they are. There is an in-game marketplace. But it is only with in-game coins. So it's not something that you can make money off of. Because I know in Warcraft you can level up your account, sell it for a lot of money, or do the raids and dungeons or whatever they got and get those weapons and sell them in a black market, so to speak, and make real money. I know a lot of people that actually do that. Uh, This game does not have that aspect, which is really nice. Um, But yeah, so as far as the game itself... um, Amazon, I think, has done a pretty good job. There is... It is very grindy. It is... um, It is... I don't want to say repetitive, because I don't like the idea of repetitive. But, Seth, you know, when we play Fallout, and when we play Skyrim, part of the reason we love these games is because we love to explore the world, right? Absolutely. I don't know why you're throwing Skyrim into repetitive, but... (laughs) Well, so... The only reason I'm saying repetitive with New World is um, there is in every town. So the New World is there's, I think, 15 different townships on the map. The map is huge. Um, And in the 15 different townships, um, every town has a community board. And on the community board are missions that people in the town need completed, the NPCs. And it will say, go to this village, kill these corrupted Zombies, monsters, whatever they are, and collect from the village these different items. You will be going... The reason I say repetitive is the missions will bring you back to those same villages over and over and over again. And you'll just complete them to complete your community board. Oh, awesome. Now, the community awesome. board is not the best... Yeah. The community board is not the best way to level up because you only get in the earlier... Well, at least at the beginning, in the earlier townships, you only get 10 to 50 XP. So you need to start, you really need to grind out the main missions on this game to level up. And you really can't do anything in the game as far as dungeons or raids or really PvP or anything like that until you hit level 25. That's when the first dungeon becomes available. And until then, you're really just grinding by um, doing these community board missions, doing as many of the main missions as you can. But the nice thing about the different uh, townships in there every township has a level lock, not like a level lock, so to speak, but like the initial opening village that you're in is like levels one through 12. And then you'll go into ones that are like 12 to 15, 12 to 20, 25 to 35. And then the level cap is 60. So there'll be some, there's some villages that are like 45 to 60. So if I go, I'm a level 28 as of today. Um, if I go in there and go over to a world that's 45 to 60, I'm going to get wrecked. Um, I get killed by a wolf or a boar because they're going to be that strong. I um, when I was a level nineteen, I was exploring and I ended up getting into an area that was level thirty-five to forty-five, I think it was, and I ran across a swamp. And the name of the area was called Alligator Habitat or something like that, Alligator Sanctuary. And a level forty-five alligator came and attacked me and killed me in one one bite. So, um, so it's kind of like it's kind of like New of Vegas game.
0: when you're. 10 feet away from New Vegas at the start of the game, but you have to go a thousand feet out of the way before you ever go to New Vegas.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, this one, yeah. it. So you're on this corrupted island called um, Aternum, and um, it has a very piratey feel. There's a lot of pirates, and there's corrupted. For some reason, think of like a Bermuda Triangle sort of scenario happens um, ships, and pirate ships, and commercial commercial boats and stuff like that they go into and they get sucked into this portal and they get sent to this world and you know the main mission of the world is to figure out what's causing the corruption and you know level your story up i'm not that far into the storyline because like i said i'm only a level 28 and 25 is really when you start unlocking the dungeons and the corrupted zones you can't really enter those until you're level 25 otherwise you get wrecked so the beginning game i would say i've spent 40 to 50 hours already on the game to get to where I am now. But that's also with me exploring a lot. Like I'm one of those people that if like every landmark on the map and every area on the map, little, little villages, little caves, caverns, all that kind of stuff, they have question marks on the map. So if I'm running to a mission and I see a question mark to my left or right, I'm going to go explore that. And that's just what I've been doing. Um, So it has slowed my leveling up somewhat because I'm not, that's just going on, you know, hey, this is my 1500 XP mission that I need to get completed right now kind of deal. Um, but yeah, so that's a I, lot of I hours. I know to be some level people, twenty-eight. I mean, the ice, I, well, so this game has crafting galore. So you have, um, there's nine different uh, weapon masteries that you can get. Um, there's a sword, hatchet, battle axe, war hammer, rapier sword, like a little thin sword um an ice gauntlet a fire staff a life staff and bow and arrow and a musket so that might be 11 i think um and those are the weapons that you can level up you can only carry two at a time you can have more in your inventory in your backpack but you can only use two at a time when you're fighting so depending on the type of build you want to create so if you want to go for a paladin type character that's you know um or or an archer or a tank you know you're going to have to get the weapon you want and just use that and grind it out. And you want to get your weapon mastery up. So you'll go farm a bunch of wolves or something like that. But then at the same time, there's um, harvesting, where if you run around, you'll see herbs on the ground. Um, you'll find different uh, minerals and uh, iron and, and gold and silver and some of the more mystical um, stuff for a mining aspect. There's um, a timber aspect where you come logging aspect where you cut down trees and all of these, there's different levels of trees and, and rocks and minerals and herbs and all this kind of stuff that you can level up, but you can't get some of them until you're, you're like your mature tree. So you can, you can do young trees from the start and chop those down They're level zero, but mature trees, you can't touch those until you're level 50 on your logging. And then, so, I've spent a good amount of time staying at the main the main village and just going into the woods, chopping trees down, um, mining boulders to level up the, my mining and my logging and my harvesting skills. So there's a lot of that as well. And chopping down a tree only gives you like two XP. So you don't level up from doing that. But you need to level up so you can get the higher level stuff. Because if you want to build a, a better weapon um, through the crafting, you have to have the mature tree which you need at level 50 logging or something like that so that's what i'm saying like you can spend a lot of time i know a guy that spent um 80 hours and he this I one did i talked to him? i talked to him like two or three days ago he had spent 80 hours already and he was a level 100 for logging harvesting mining and um uh skinning as well hunting and skinning is one where you hunt animals and skin them and he uh was only like he was like a level 27 or 28 like i was and he had spent 80 hours doing all that because he wanted to get those skills to the highest level. So there's a lot of that. And then when you're in the town, you can take those wood, turn into other things. So there's there's woodworking, craftsmanship. There's um, arcane stuff so you can build potions. There's cooking. There's fishing. So there's tons of aspects. It just depends on what you want to build. And I'm the type of guy that typically does all of it. So I've spent a lot of time fishing. Fishing is like the hardest thing to level up you only gain 100 xp for every fish that you catch and it takes like 1000 xp to, ro- to to uh level up on your fishing so it depends on how you want to grind you know if you don't care about um, arcane potions and you're not going to be like a mage or a healer you don't have to worry about that you can just more focus on hunting kill kill uh, you know deer and boar and all this kind of stuff and then cook their meat and eat that as your heal as your heals um, so it just really depends on how you want to do it and if you're in a good Clan or company, as they call it in the game, and you have somebody that's already at that higher level. They can build that stuff and give it to you, and you can use it. You know, are you so there is that man? trading aspect.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you start your own, or did you join somebody?
1: No, I uh, actually joined um, the same clan that a lot of Facebook streamers are in. Um, if you know who Stone Mountain sixty four is, or Zlaner, or Dad Bod Gaming, or some or some of those guys, they're um, there's a stone mountain sign in it, but they have a they have a clan called Saucy. Saucy. And it's their yeah, it's their um it's their it's their buddy group that made a clan and you know, it's not it's not as competitive as phases or anything like that. Um but it's just about ten streamers that made this Saucy clan and they opened up a company for, you know, first come, first serve, anyone who wanted to get into it. So a bunch of other Facebook streamers and like stone mountain 64 is in there. And, and like I said, and a whole bunch of others. So I'm actually in their clan, um, how many which is people cool can because a be on one? hundred can be in a company. Okay. And um, I don't know how many people can be on a server. So it's like world of Warcraft where you pick the server you want to be in and then you can go in, but we have three total clans or three companies in our, in our, on our server that are all saucy. So it's, it's not like I'm co-streaming with them, but if I'm playing at the same time as them, You know, I could be running around with those guys and, you know, (laughs) playing the same game as them, even though we're not talking or anything like that, which is kind of cool. But yeah, so it just depends on how you want to do it. But yeah, the grinding and leveling is it's really, really grinding, way more grinding than Destiny is Um, compared to WoW. I used to play WoW a lot. Um, It's probably the same as WoW. I think there's a little bit more details in New World than WoW when it comes to some of the, the crafting and stuff. What about the character creation? Um, The character creation is very simple. I actually created a... I actually filmed my character. So if you guys want to go to Bracework Games' YouTube channel, you can see I have like a 13, 15-minute video of me creating my character where I show... um, Now, I created a male, so I didn't show any of the female aspects, but um, I showed every aspect of a male of what you could create. Um, There's like 10 to 12, maybe 15 faces you can choose from. Um, there's only one body type, and that's male um, or female. There's no like muscular fat or anything like that. Um, and so you don't you have cyber choose eye color. No, it's not that detailed. It's pretty simple. It's basically um, count me up. sex, and then um, face. You know, pick your face, hairstyle, beard or facial hair, um, scars, tattoos, eye color, hair color. Um, you can't even do like eye width or anything like that. That's just how whatever face you choose, that's the width you get. You can't do anything with your noses or anything like that. So the character customization is not the greatest. But it's it's I mean, I feel like they didn't need to put a lot of that in there with everything else being so detailed because I mean, there's there's thousands of people on playing this game. I don't even like I said, I don't know how many people are on the servers, Well, but
2: are there uh, class they a,
1: choices that you can make or is it just throw you in no matter what? Uh, you build your class how you want to build it that's the cool thing about the game you don't you don't click you don't select like a berserker or tank or uh, archer or anything like that you have to build your character how you want and that's why i was saying you pick your weaponry that you want to use so i'm going for more of a tanky um uh, high health and high strength so i use um, i use a hatchet and usually a um, long sword or a battle, um, battle, uh, not battle ax, battle hammer type of thing. Um, but I just never found a good enough battle hammer or battle ax to use. So I've been actually using an ice gauntlet lately, which is kind of lowering my tankness. But, uh, so yeah, I've been building my character to be high strength to handle melee and then high health. So I can take a lot of damage when I'm fighting people. Um, but if you want to be more arcane, you can go and build your dexterity or your constitution dexterity is more for your muskets and your bow and arrows, um, and the ice gauntlet and then constitution is your, your staff. So like your life staff or your fire staff, um, and things like that. So there's, you just build it how you want, which is, which is kind of cool. Or it could be confusing if you're not into a, you know, if you're not normally playing a game like that, but if you know, you know, I know what you, who, one of you used to like to be a paladin, right? And, in, in Diablo, that's me. <laughs> yeah i go so, i go the paladin you know, yeah our, um so what kind of weaponry in, in diablo did you use for your paladin
2: uh usually it's the sword and shield
1: yeah with high
2: health uh like moderate health for the paladins
1: do you have any arcane abilities like do you use any
2: powers it's a lot of um stat buffs
1: okay like heals yeah
2: so it, um okay it gives you like the aura around your character that gives you either a yeah. healing a healing element or one that gives you like a strength a strength boost or a health boost.
1: Gotcha. So yeah, what you do then is then you'd build strength and you'd build, um, constitution for the, for the staff. And then your, um, I forget what they call the health part, um, and your health. So you'd be, you know, my constitution is like a level five right now. Cause I don't use the staffs where my, my strength is like 92. And my, I just leveled up today when I was playing and my, my health is 58, I think. And I'm level 58 on health, and I have 3,000 health <coughs> points. So, Your character um, has a very nice beard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I did pick Except out a great a beard. Full beard going on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's very grindy. And like I said, I don't want to take too much, but that's that's <coughs> how it is. It's, Seth, I know we talk about Fallout and stuff like that. I think that you would really like this game. Because the one thing I like better about this game than I do on World of Warcraft is the fact that World of Warcraft seems like it's very slow in the RPG and the leveling up and just how it's played and the graphics are not as great. This game is graphically way better than World of Warcraft. And I think the RPG aspect of it is a little faster. Um, There's PVP aspects where you can uh, do open world uh, battles. I uh, one night was doing PVP with the Saucy Clan and we had like 80 people running around fighting another clan that had 80 people. And literally you just run out into the open and you find them and you kill them. The cool thing is PVP is only turned on when you want it to be turned on. So if you're just out there questing, you don't have to worry about someone coming and griefing you and taking you down. When you turn on PVP, you'll be marked as PVP. And then other people, if they're around you, can see that and they can uh, attack you. Um, The only thing is you can only turn PVP on when you're in a village. So in like one of the main settlements, if you're out in the in the world exploring or doing missions, you can't turn PVP on at all. You have to go back to a main town so you can't just um, come
2: across a person that has their pvp on and decide that you want to fight them and just flip it on
1: correct yeah
2: you can't it's probably a good thing
1: that's just that's like a safeguard because like if you see a level 60 running around and i'm level 10 you know he could just if i if you could turn it on right then he could just turn it on kill me right there and run away with my stuff nah so that's one of the little safeguards that they put in um as far as end game related stuff level 60 is the the max cap right now um I do not fully know how the end game is because I haven't gotten that far. But level 25 opens the dungeons. There's three different dungeons you can play. Um, One that requires three people and two other ones that require five people. So you have to team up with other people. But that's where you get your high level gear. Um, And that's where you get, you know, this is just like all other games. There's gray gear that starts it off. Then the green, blue, purple, and gold. So, um there's that and there already is confirmed DLC coming as well. Um they are going to add another um settlement and open the map up even more. They're adding um three more dungeons and a higher level cap. Uh the DLC doesn't have a date or anything like that. It hasn't been named or anything. So. Um the game's only been out 2 weeks, but um and they haven't announced if the DLC is going to cost anything either. But it's only been out 2 weeks and they're already talking about DLC. Um it is when it first released, though. Um, some of the downfall of it was it was the number one um, played Steam game the week it came out, or something like that, with the amount of people that were playing it. And you could not; it took, it was taking three, four, five hours to get on a server. I know I talked about it last week, our la- our last recording. It was the day that we recorded, and the day it came out, and I went into the game and had it in the background while we were recording the episode because. I wanted to be able to get into the server, and I we recorded for, what, two and a half hours, two hours, and I still never got in the server. It took me another hour to wait to get in. The good thing about today, um, the entire week that I've logged in, no issues, no no server delays or downtime or, or uh, queues or anything like that. They've done a lot of updates and fixing to their servers to allow people to be able to get in right away. So it was frustrating the first week, week and a half, and now it's pretty good. Nice. But overall, if I had to rate this game as far as where I am right now, I'd probably say like a nine, nine point one oh, wow. out of ten. I've, I'm loving it. Everything about it is awesome. Seth, I mean, I, it's grindy. It's it's a little more grindy than than Fallout or Skyrim, but I think you'd really love it.
0: See, see that that sounds amazing to me, except for the fact that uh, so limited on game time. <clears throat> if I had if I had more time to play, like I think I'd already be. In. Yeah, this but sounds
1: uh, like an
2: investment of time. <laughs> yep yeah most of the people
1: i know that are most of the people i know that are like level 60 50 and 60 they've already put in 100 plus hours into the game but they're also level 100 on you know like the logging and the and all that kind of stuff because you can't do things you need to do for your gear until you level some of that stuff up because there's gems you can craft and to mine some of the gems you have to be high enough level to mine them then you have to be high enough level to craft them so and the, and the sad thing about it is, and that's why I was kind of saying it's kind of repetitive and grindy when you're trying to craft and level up the skills, it's very long and you don't get very much XP. Like I, I, I found 150 iron ore and, and, um, earlier in iron is one of the most difficult things to find because everybody needs iron for building a sword or, you know, an ax or whatever it may be. Um, I had like 150 iron ore on me. And I went and turned them all into iron ingots, so I can uh, smelt them down and and make the the weaponry I wanted to make. Um, And I only got thirty XP for making. I had one hundred and fifty iron ore, and it's four per ingot. So what is that like? I don't know. Not enough. Fifteen? No. Yeah, yeah. It's not enough. Like I made like I made like thirty or forty ingots out of it, and. I only got like 37 XP, so I didn't even get one XP per ingot that I made. So it just it that that part is really slow. The best way to do the best way to level up, besides doing the main missions, is finding an area that's stronger than you, going in there and killing people. So though I got to level 28 today when I, I I turned in a bunch of missions, hit 27, and then I went to a town that was 29 and just started killing everything in that town, and I was able to level up in about 30 minutes because I was getting 150 XP. Per kill I was getting. So kind of sounds like you're the bad guy. Um uh, people that have watched my stream, because I was doing some missions in some lower level areas when I was a 20, and the areas were like seven, and I was one shotting like one hitting these people with my axe. It was a pirate village, and people were like, You're just murdering all these pirates, Chad. You're so mean. And I'm like, Ah, it's for the mission. You're the bad guy. (laughs) Yep. It's settled. (laughs) But yeah, it's a good game. I know I talked a lot and you guys didn't have much to say cuz you haven't played it but I do highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Anybody who wants to know the server I'm on that and you want to join, you are more than welcome to. The company I'm in has open spots. You can join me and the other other Facebook streamers if you want. It is called Valgrind. That's the US East server that I'm in. Dalgrind, Valgrind V A L G R I N D. So feel free to join up and come play with me. Very nice. But yeah, that brings us to Metroid Dread. Um I have not played this game. I'm going to let Seth and Aaron take over and talk to you guys about Metroid Dread. I am excited to hear about it. I, it is a game that is on my radar that I eventually hopefully will get.
2: Just going to start off by saying we talked about the OLED at the beginning of this episode. And if any game is going to really make you want to get an OLED right now, it's probably this one.
0: 100%. So that's, so that's not in this Yeah. There's a bigger game.
2: The graphics and the this just the color quality on this is beautiful.
0: Yeah, this is one of the games that I have not dreaded uh, the release date for. I have been looking for Oh, to, I uh, see what you did there. I, I see, see what, what you did, did there. there. From the moment that good, we saw yeah. this in the Nintendo uh, release, that we were going to get a 2D Metroid game, I have been amped. Um, <clears throat> again, I have been so excited for Far Cry 6, but with my limited game time, whenever these two games come out at the same exact time, well, a day apart, I was like, which one is it going to be? I had to make a choice. And Metroid Dread definitely took that spot. And it has been a ton of fun. Much more difficult than I expected. I'll be
2: honest. Right?
0: Some of this has no reason to be this hard. You know, we talked about Keenan Bridge of Spirits a couple weeks ago. And we talked about how uh, there wasn't a great story. It didn't didn't really guide you much in the beginning. You know, Metroid very much explained what was going on at the beginning of the game. But once you got in it, I don't feel like there was a whole lot of guidance on which direction you needed to go. You were very much exploring this ship, trying to figure it out. Now, that being said, the fact that the enemies repopulated in all the areas, it was always fun because you were always shooting something. But it could have explained a little bit more about what your current objective was.
2: I do like the fact that when you start off the game, it gives you kind of a recap of where the series has brought you so far. So right. this is like a direct sequel to... Um, I forget which Metroid it was. But it fully explains everything that's happened up to this point And why you're answering this distress call to the planet. And your AI assistant is basically telling you... Hey, we really shouldn't be doing this. You're getting paid like nothing for this bounty. This makes no sense to us. I don't know why we're going here. And then you end up like, crash landing gas. on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> and then you crash yeah. land on the planet and something happens at the beginning without really having to spoil anything for you but um it causes you to lose all your abilities and everything and they call it what a physical amnesia that you're experiencing and that's the reason that you don't have all your abilities and all your powers um so it's kind of hey you're stuck here you're like at the core of the planet basically right now you need to get back to your ship and when you open up your map it shows you on a little section at the very bottom of the map, and it shows your ship all the way at the top, and it says get back there, figure it out. And right. yep. this that's, map that's is about huge. It. Yeah, that's it all is. you get.
0: <laughs> it, you know, every time you think you've pretty much found everything, you open up a new area. Um, but let's, before we get too far into this, let's uh, back up. Based off our earlier discussion, you know, this is for the Switch, so we know we played on the Switch, and and based on our earlier discussion, neither one of us have an OLED, so we played on the original Switch. But the question that always occurs with the Nintendo Switch is, did you play it handheld or docked? Handheld. Whole time. Whole time I handheld. have not docked that's it. That's interesting. Yeah, I haven't docked it once yet. Okay. I'll, I'll be honest. I've played mostly handheld, but I did touch the dock a little bit. Um, okay. Honestly, this game is very much designed for handheld. And that's one reason I, I bought it was because, you know, I do spend a lot of time on Warzone on my computer already. So... Um, You know, I didn't plan on playing this docked much. I plan on playing it handheld. Uh, But I did dock it a little bit. Um, Personally, though, as I discussed earlier, handheld feels awkward to me uh, just because of the controller or how it feels. Uh, So I struggled a little bit with that. Um, And docking it was awkward, though, too. Now, like you said, it's beautiful colors and everything. But it was kind of funny when you put it on the full screen because you could tell that it was clearly made for the smaller screen. Uh, it's still beautiful yeah. on a big screen, but there was a there was a little bit of like static or something in the background. I think it was there on purpose, but it was kind of odd to me. And I thought my switch was messed up for a second.
2: Um, no, you know what? And now that you mention it, because I sent you guys that screenshot of um, my Samus earlier, and I kind of copied it over to being my desktop background, and looking at it on here, there's static around the image. Right. So that kind of threw me off a little bit
0: whenever I first saw that. Uh, but that I think that was clearly in the design of the game. Uh, but it, like I said, it still looks really good. The biggest difficulty to me with playing on handheld, or playing on the other for that matter, is the fact that I don't understand why Nintendo uh, decides to use the bumpers rather than the triggers as primary buttons. So you don't even use the right trigger in the game. You only use the right bumper. And then the left bumper is your aim, but the left
2: trigger is your slide. Yes. Okay, so that's that slide mechanic messes me up every single time. Yep. Because for some reason, I always want to click... And I'm sure I can go into my controls and kind of play around with it and move them around. Um, I probably should, but... Yeah, just sitting there, because I I hardly ever change my controls on any of my games, but when I'm running around, I'll find myself going to hit the slide button and just running into the wall.
0: Yep. But, I mean, you would think, however, they default set it up is how you should play it, so to speak, to an extent. And so that's why I haven't really messed with it. But the controls felt just a little wonky to me, Uh, having to do the whole aim thing, and, you know, uh, especially the charge shots. When you have the omega cannon and you're having to charge your shot um having to push like three buttons to complete a shot is is a little wonky
2: yeah so you haven't having talked to you okay before i say this it takes a while to get to like the first boss in the game have you fought the uh the brain yet you have because you got the first like big charge shot. so that's like a that's like a mini boss in the game and you'll right. fight multiple of those throughout the game, but like the f- the actual bosses, like the big ones that take up like whole screen and everything, um, I've only fought two so far, so I just beat my second one a couple hours before we started recording. Um, but they are they are few and far in between, and maybe yeah. the game's just gonna be a lot longer than I thought it was gonna be. But it's it's taking well, me a little bit to. Um, it's only nine on.
0: to ten. It's only nine to ten hours. Um, but oh, the really? EMMIs are absolutely, they're worse than Dadgum uh, Lady Dimitrescu. fuck. Dimitrescu?
2: Yeah. You can say her name out. Lady D. The Vampire Lady.
0: (laughs) Right. The EMMIs are worse than Lady
2: D from Resident Evil. You are
0: running from these EMMIs like crazy because as soon as you touch one, you have a split second to parry. And if you don't hit that parry at the right time, you're dead. And no the questions. parry mechanic is you're not dead.
2: the same every time. Like it, for the Emmys, they like they change the timing for their attack. They right. have to parry it, so it's not yeah, going to be it's, perfect. Um, it's absolutely painful. Chad, the Emmys just so you, hmm. just so that you're a little aware of what we're going with right now. Um, the Emmys yeah. were like these robots that. In the game, basically, they were sent to get rid of this disease and everything. And there are these armored-cladded robots that are super defensive. But now they're basically evil, and they're trying to hunt you down and kill you. Um, They are restricted to certain zones. So once you escape the zone, you don't have to worry about them hunting you. But once you're inside of their area, uh, they hunt you relentlessly. Hmm. And the game literally tells you at the beginning, uh, you're just better off running for your life. Don't even try to like. Oh, wow. Don't even try to stealth it. Don't try to parry them. Don't like you can, but
1: it's not even worth it. You're gonna die if they catch you. So do you fight them with like hand like hand to hand combat?
2: So you have to. Get, when you say
1: parry them, because I, I thought you
2: had blasters and stuff. You do have blasters. So there is also a. Um, I don't believe that this has been a any, uh, any of the other Metroid games, but they did add a parry mechanic to the game. Um, basically Samus can throw a punch uh for the only reason of parrying and most most enemies will like kind of glow yellow for a second and then that's when you click the um parry mechanic like a ring shows up around them and they go to attack you and you can parry them um but for the emmys they go to kind of like a cinematic moment which makes it really hard to understand that now you're supposed to parry within the cinematic moment um and that makes the timing even harder and if you don't do it right then Hmm. they like a needle comes out and it like stabs you um oh wow yeah but i forget where we're going with it yeah the um to, oh sorry you were asking how to um how to beat them you have to unlock a certain upgrade to your gun um that is only good until you defeat the emmy so you basically get like this this upgraded blaster and you can use it until you have to kill the emmy and once you kill it it goes away
1: oh wow okay
0: then you have to find another one by defeating another boss to be able to mm-hmm. get mm. the thing to be able to defeat mini bosses. <clears throat> it's it's like I said, oh. it's a lot of fun, but it's it's a, just a touch convoluted in that sense.
2: Yeah. The Emmys are kind of like, it, it makes it feel, it's funny that you actually described it to uh, being like Lady D. Because they kind of make the game feel like almost a, a horror game whenever you go into those zones. Because all of a sudden hmm. the music changes and it kind of sounds like this eerie little like, um, like pinging noise because it, it tracks you by sonar. And then um, once you go inside of its bubble, then all of a sudden the music changes and it starts hunting you and it kind of appears on your mini-map. And once it sees you, it locks all the doors in the area. So you have to escape it for the doors to unlock.
1: Oh. But this is 2D, right? So when you say... In an area like, is it in the whole world that you're in, or it's like a section? What do you mean It's by like in a your section area? of the
2: map. So to get to the Emmys, they like it is almost like you have to go through a portal into another section of the map. Gotcha. I don't know if that's the best way to describe it, Seth. But that, that's that's kind of. I'm, I'm how trying I feel to think like of is. a game that's like it because I know
0: I've played other games that have that have kind of had the. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I kind of thought about uh, Deadly Towers. When I was playing it because of the fact that there's a map, you run through several rooms, you kind of go through these doors and you pop in a new room. But then when you go back through the back door, whatever enemy you defeated back in that room is now back. So, like I said, I want to be very cautious in saying this because, you know, our feelings on Deadly Towers, but
2: I did (laughs) feel I did feel very much (laughs) like that while I was playing it. I mean, it also kind of feels like the Mega Man games like really, even the earlier Mega Man games on the Super Nintendo. I could see that as you're running through the. Map, I mean, when I, I rooms.
1: when I was watching some of the some uh, stream on it, um, just to get a little bit more first for tonight, it kind of reminded me of Mega Man, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, Metroid came out before Mega Man, so we're, we're akin It's a Mega Man, but really Mega Man is more like this. Um, there's a reason that these games are called Metroidvanias. They're based off right. of the Metroid style of gameplay.
0: You know, and I'm going to be perfectly gotcha. honest at this point that the only Metroid experience I
2: have is
0: uh, playing some of the Metroid GameCube game on the TV at Walmart and uh, <laughs> which play- is completely <clears throat> different from this right and then playing as uh, Samus in uh, Super Smash Brothers that's my only experience with Metroid prior to this so I've never played I mean, the original Metroid games back in the day uh, but this does make me
2: want to go back and play it on the the Nintendo online. Yes, because if you have Nintendo online, you can go back and play them. Um, I did go back and play the old one uh, kind of in preparation for this game. I had played it a long time ago, but um, I went back to the old uh, um, the NES and played it on there.
1: Oh, yeah. Nice.
2: But I did. I did play the uh, GameCube one that you're talking about as well. And yeah, my introduction was also in Super Smash Brothers.
0: Glad we're just going to go ahead and be honest with that and out ourselves. You know,
2: Gonna <laughs> did not have the full background of these games, but no, it doesn't make it doesn't stop me from liking it any less. Um, and the funny thing is that if you played through all the uh, Super Smash Brothers, you know most of uh, you know most of Samus's moves. You know that you can go into a morph ball. You know you can drop bombs. You know you can shoot missiles, and you know you have a charge cannon. Essentially, yeah. There you go. That's that that's Samus. <laughs> um, but it is really funny, kind of um playing this because it is a succession to the other ones it's um it's the newer one in the series of the games so at this point um samus has kind of grown into being this hero or this bounty hunter so when you see her like walk into rooms and stuff she kind of goes in like this swagger there is no fear when she goes up against some of the bosses too um i just played against one and i won't i won't spoil it for you but there's literally a point where like this giant monster comes down and opens his jaw, but it's held back and it almost eats her. And she just stands there and stares back at it and then charges up the cannon and slowly raises up her arms in the mouth. <laughs> sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> just sitting there like, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you also die in like three seconds in the fight if it hits you. But That also sounds correct. <clears throat> um,
0: that That is definitely what I felt like the whole time I was playing this. I was like, this feels like Deadly Towers and it feels like a game that Aaron would love because oh, of the I fact that the it. bosses are one shot on you one shot yes. on you you have to use all of your it's, missiles much like resident evil you got to use all your ammo to defeat some of these but
2: <clears throat> yeah it takes you like 10 minutes to beat the boss but it takes the boss 2 seconds to kill you it's very unforgiving oh wow oh yeah um and even still like so there are some things that cuz chad you were talking that like you can go through and you thought that you would be able to just go and pick up um, an item to kind of upgrade like your boots or something. Um, It's not not quite that. So it's very linear in the progression of what items that you're getting. Um, But there are extra missile kits so that you can upgrade the amount of missiles that you can carry. So right now I want to say I have 55 missiles, something like that, that I can carry at a time. Oh wow. Okay. So which sounds insane, yeah. It's a lot of missiles that I have. Um I think I'm up to but 30. you also find like Yeah, yeah. It you'll you'll get to the point where like you start getting like ten at a time. So you're not too far away from me as far as how many missiles you get. Okay. Um, but then there's also like your health, which you add bars on as you continue through it, and then you find different areas that you can upgrade your health. Um, but The map is almost confusing at times, the way that it's set up to kind of tell where you need to go. There's no, there's no markers on the map that says this is the next area that you need to go to, and sometimes the areas that you need to go are complete opposite ends of the full game's map. So you just know that you got like this new tool, like um, when you get the morph ball, which is one of the classic Samus moments. you know that if you go all the way back to like the beginning of the game, hey, there were some areas back there where I saw that I could go through with the Morph Ball. So maybe I should go back and check that out. But there's also like dozens of other areas that you can use it between where you are now and then where you would be back then. So there's no way to actually tell this is exactly where I need to go other than opening up your mini map and seeing, hey, I haven't gone through this door yet. So let me go back and check that out. But it may take you like five or 10 minutes to make it back to that section of the map. Oh, wow. And as the map gets bigger, it just takes longer and longer. You got that to look forward to, Seth. look forward to The game is split <laughs> up into, like, biomes. So have you made it to the second biome yet, Seth? Have you gotten on a train yet? No. Okay. So you'll get up to a point where you can take, like, a train, and it'll bring you up to the next biome. And then it'll unlock another massive map that you have to explore. And then, again, you'll find another train that brings you to another area. And so far, I've unlocked four different biomes. Um, But that still seems like it's only half of of the full world. And each of these biomes, back in the day, could have been a full game, easily. So... When I say that you have to go from like one end of the map to the other, you have to traverse through all these different biomes to go back and figure out where you need to go. And the next boss could be hidden anywhere within those biomes. Hmm. So there,
1: there is. Sounds a, like it's pretty big.
2: Yeah. There is a moment of having to pack your patience. But Seth said it. What? You said it's about a nine to ten hour game.
0: Yeah, that's what I found online.
2: <clears throat> I'm probably like five to six hours into the game at this point. Oh, you'll have a beat tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow so maybe (laughs) we'll see Um, but yeah you were talking about playing it handheld versus on the dock I was thinking of just bringing my dock up here to the office and hooking it up to my monitor because it's not as big as a TV but maybe it won't be so staticky on here and I can play with an actual controller in my hand
0: well I think the static is an an art choice I don't think it's about it going into TV or whatever I think that's an art choice uh, just to kind of give it that space feel or whatever but because uh, you, you do feel like you're, you know, left alone from all of the rest of humanity or what have you, you know? So I think it's, like I said, I think it's kind of an art choice. Uh, but I will say that on the pro controller, it did feel a lot better, but still that the
2: trigger system just still feels awkward, even on a pro controller. You may need to go through and switch your controls up a bit. Yeah, I do. Um, and then once you get to the point where you get the morph ball, um, how you go into the morph ball is like crouch down and hit either the left trigger or left bumper I can't remember which one but then that's another thing that messes me up sometimes is like I keep clicking the one that is the wrong one which naturally oh. I feel like I should be clicking but yeah now now that makes
0: sense like there were some some missiles I couldn't get to and I was like how in the heck am I supposed to get to those but it's I, until I get the morph ball power up is what Correct. I'm able to
2: yep see cause then <clears throat> The morph ball you'll get like in the third biome, I think. So then you're gonna have to go all the way back there to get that other stuff.
0: Gotcha. You know, and that's that's the thing that I do. Well, like see, that's about.
1: why I was asking earlier. Like, if you can go, if you have to go back to the biome to get them, I know in past Metroid games, if the, with the biomes that you're talking about, you can go ahead to the later ones, get what you need, and then go back and play through. You can go
2: back and play through in the sense that you can collect extra missile items and stuff. But not in the sense of like you could go and kind of max out your character and then go fight a boss. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha.
0: Which
2: that's something I do like about the Switch games had trophies.
0: It's one thing I do like about the game is because the fact that when you get those power ups, that same area you've already explored can now be explored in a new way. So it adds a lot of replayability to it, even though it's you know a smaller game. But you know. For everything that I've said about this game, I still would call it a solid eight and a half.
2: Oh, I'm absolutely loving it. I am liking it a lot more than I anticipated. I thought that this was gonna be just kinda like a, a kind of fun short game, which I know is kinda sacrilege to say about a Metroid game. Um but I was not anticipating on loving it as much as I do. Uh this one I'll probably say like an eight point eight point seven. So slightly more Consistent. than what you gave it, but it's a good solid number, an eight point seven from me, eight and a half from you. Chad went all out for New World. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't wait till you get up to like the first boss area. Actually, the second boss was was better than the first ones in my opinion. But I can't wait till you see those. I want to see your reaction. I almost sent a um screenshot of the Emmy attacking me the first time. I took a screenshot of it and I was gonna send it to you and just say I'm sure this is like embedded into your mind at this point
0: oh yeah it was it was terrible so the other day i made my wife drive so i could play while we were going down the road Mm. and i think i fought the same emmy like eight or nine times and i just was beating my head against
2: the headrest because i was just like why in the heck can i beat this guy (laughs) why is this thing so (laughs) difficult and the game doesn't like it tells you that you may as well just run but it doesn't tell you hey you're gonna need to go get a weapon and come back and kill it later right so there were definitely times where I was just sitting there shooting at it, wondering why I couldn't kill it. And then when you get up to the second Emmy and you get have to, like, charge blast it or you have to, like, use the machine gun on it to break away the armor and then charge blast it in the face. Um, I didn't realize that you had to use the machine gun on the faceplate before you could get to the weak spot. It, oh, it yeah. probably killed me, like, it probably killed me a good half dozen times before I, I realized what I had to do. Well, see, my problem was I got the faceplate
0: off several times. But I struggled to get it charged in time before he made it to me.
2: Oh yeah, well, I I realized once I broke it off that then you have to run away, and charge play them like on another, on a separate location. Right. You gotta get enough distance between the two of you. But he does like that zombie walk when you get the face plate broken off. Right.
0: But it's it's a ton of fun. And I look forward to continuing
2: playing it. I look forward to having a nice. beat by next week.
1: Well, guys, uh, that brings us to the end of of this week's episode, episode 39, uh, New World and Metroid Dread review. Um, Guys, thanks for sharing your thoughts on Metroid Dread. Definitely sounds uh, very cool. Something that I definitely want to pick up. Hopefully, you guys listening. uh, Hopefully, this uh, leads you to pick it up as well and try out New World as well. Um, I hope you guys like these reviews that we've been doing. We have a lot more reviews lined up in the next few weeks to months with all the new stuff coming out. So stay tuned uh, for those. Uh, but in the meantime, Aaron, we'll start with you on this part. What are you going to be playing the next few days?
2: Oh, man. Uh, Far Cry 6 and Metroid Dread still are going to have me completely tied up with those two games. Nice. I, yeah. I've, I've realized if I was only playing one of them, if I, if I had only started with Metroid Dread, I probably would have had it beaten by now. <laughs> but since I was balancing both games, I'm not quite there yet, but... Gotcha. hopefully by next week i'll have metroid dread done and then i'll be a good distance into far cry
1: nice seth what are you going to be playing
0: yeah i'm definitely going to be back in some metroid dread um i mean it's just going to be a great little handheld game to play during my lunch break and such um <clears throat> uh but i'll definitely be jumping in back for blood if it's not installed by the time we get done recording and then i'll be playing it tomorrow night for sure and then warzone season six of course um I really hope I can find time to get Far Cry 6 downloaded and start playing it. Really looking forward to it. I think it's probably going to end up being a uh, more of a winter playthrough for me, but uh, I really'd like to get started on it soon.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same boat with you on that game. I definitely want to get it. Um, but New World, man, I, I got to hit level 60. I'm on 28. I got a lot, got a lot of grinding. Um, but yeah, no, I plan on playing that and Back for Blood um, and Super Monkey Ball. So I will be playing those three games. I'm interested uh, to see how, how you game like game. Super Monkey Ball. I've never played any of them before, and like I said, this is for my new channel I started, the kids' gaming channel. So, it, it, I'm doing. I I bought this for that. So yeah, uh, I'm sure it'll be enjoyable and fun, right? <laughs> Surely, <laughs> looks like it. We'll see. This new kids' gaming channel, though, is uh, for sure helping me complete more games than I've ever completed in the last two or three years. Mm. So there's that factor. How far have you gotten Kena into sh- uh Kena? Uh that should be done probably tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. I think <laughs> if my schedule works out the way uh, me and my wife have everything planned, it should be tomorrow. But yeah, guys, thanks for uh sharing your thoughts on those games and as always with the, um with us here at the Ethereum Gaming Podcast, we definitely appreciate you guys listening to us and tuning in, you know, every week when we drop a new episode. And we uh, love to hear your feedback and your thoughts, and discuss gaming with you. Please uh, join our Facebook gaming group. Um, if you join our, if you like us on Facebook, Ethereum Gaming Podcast, we have a group through there, the Ethereum Gamers, and you are more than welcome to join that and talk with us about our. You know, we'll share upcoming gaming news and things like that that are coming out, as well as our Discord. And please, uh, if you listen to us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to us to. If there is a rating system, please give us five stars. Uh, it definitely helps us reach a broader audience and um, more people can hopefully start listening to the podcast uh, because of you guys uh, giving us five stars, which we would really appreciate. But uh until next week, happy gaming. Uh, get some achievements out there and we will see you later. Have a good night. Later,
0: guys.